0: Hello, a very warm welcome to our very first ever online Nine Lessons and Carols service. does feel very strange this year not to be able to gather together in church and belt out all the carols together. But I have been reflecting this year and there's something rather intimate about me speaking to you directly wherever you are. I can't see where you are, but you're in your home probably fairly comfortable maybe you're wearing your slippers maybe you have a cup of tea on on the go or maybe even a glass of sherry as you're watching this and the message of Christmas is that Jesus came directly into our lives so close as if he was moving right into our homes there's that wonderful line in John's gospel that we'll hear a little bit later in the service today which says The word became flesh and dwelt among us. One person translated it as the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas, that God is directly so close to us, chose to come into our world and be with us in our pain and suffering and darkness. So I hope you enjoy this service. There are some images that have been created by the children from Balbra Primary School, which will appear throughout the service, so thank you to those children for their work. Usually, of course, they would come into church and perform for us, which they can't do this year, so their involvement is in pictorial form this time, so you might want to look out for your child's picture when it comes up. And also, all the carols have been performed and recorded by St. James Choir. So thank you to them and to Gordon Stables, our choir director and to David Hopkinson, who played the organ for us when we recorded the music in as COVID safe a way as we were able last week. So do enjoy the service. The video will just carry on playing. So as always, our service will open with once in Royal David City. and sisters, in the name of Christ I welcome you. We have come together as Christmas draws near to prepare for our celebration of the birth of God's beloved Son. Through the days of Advent we have followed the light of Christ and now we travel in spirit with Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem to acclaim with the multitude of the heavenly host the coming of the Prince of Peace. Through scripture and silence, prayer and song, Let us hear again the wonderful story of our redemption and hearing, let us rejoice and respond with lively faith. We pray now the words our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever.
1: Amen. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, the peaceful kingdom. A shoot shall come out from the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Here ends the first lesson.
2: The second reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38 when Mary receives the good news of Jesus' birth. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Here ends the second reading.
3: No
4: The third reading is from the Gospel of Luke, the birth of Jesus. In those days a decree was issued by the Emperor Augustus for a registration to be made throughout the Roman world. This was the first registration of its kind. It took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. For this purpose everyone made his way to his own town, and so Joseph went up to Judea from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to register at the city of David, called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of David by descent. And with him went Mary, who was betrothed to him. She was expecting a child, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in his swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them to lodge in the house. Here ends the third lesson. Thank you.
5: will open the eyes of others you study my face and just for the moment though you came for the world you are mine and mine alone I made you and you made me and we gaze at each other in equal wonderment your eyes are open now so dark bright sent from a night full of light and stars that I could watch you forever, watch your chest rise and fall as you breathe the cattle-soaked air. I would like this moment to last forever. You are so wonderful to me, so truly wonderful as you are. But not my will, Lord, but yours be done. I must hand you over for the world cries out for you though I cry to let you go. Just for tonight, let the future leave us in peace. Close your eyes, baby. Close your eyes on the dusty darkness of the world. There is majesty in you, but for now, let it hide. Let it hide like a gem while you sleep. Here ends the fourth reading.
6: The fifth reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, Shepherds Delight in the Wonder of Jesus' Birth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them, And gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. Here ends the fifth reading.
7: a poem called Song of the Shepherds by Richard Borkham. We were familiar with the night. We knew its favourite colours, its sullen silence and its small disturbing sounds, its unprovoked rages, its savage dreams. We slept by turns, attentive to the flock. We said little. Night after night there was little to say but sometimes one of us skilled in that way would pipe a tune of how things were for us. They say that once, almost before time, the stars with shining voices serenaded the newborn world. The night could not contain their boundless praise. We thought that just a poem until the night, a song of solar glory, unutterable, unearthly, eclipsed the luminaries of the night, as though the world were exorcised of dark, and coming to itself began again. Later we returned to the flock. The night was ominously black. The stars were silent as the sheep. Nights pass year on year. We clutch our meagre cloaks against the cold. Our ageing pipers' fumbling fingers play night after night an earthly echo of the song that banished dark. It has stayed with us. Here ends the sixth reading.
8: The seventh reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew. Astrologers from the east are guided to Jesus's birthplace. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the seventh reading.
9: poem called Refugee by Malcolm Gite. We think of him as safe beneath the steeple, or cosy in a crib beside the font, but he is with a million displaced people on the long road of weariness and want. For even as we sing our final carol, his family is up and on that road, fleeing the wrath of someone else's quarrel glancing behind and shouldering their load. Whilst Herod rages still from his dark tower, Christ clings to Mary, fingers tightly curled. The lambs are slaughtered by the men of power, and death squads spread their curse across the world. But every Herod dies and comes alone to stand before the Lamb upon the throne. here ends the eighth reading
0: in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light Since we are experiencing our carol service in a slightly more cosy way this year, I decided that I would like to read you a story. And this is a short story written by Tom Gordon, and it's called The Best Christmas Ever. Ernie and Mags were particularly proud of their house at Christmas time. Before the days of people lighting up their houses and garages and roofs and gardens like Blackpool illuminations, Ernie and Mags were operating at a much lower level. It was a string of fairy lights in the window and a couple of coloured bulbs liberated from the council Christmas tree in the park to create a romantic soft light effect in the hallway that did the trick. But there was one year when Ernie and Mags were struggling even more than usual. Money was tight and the thing they missed the most this particular Christmas was a Christmas tree. It'll not be a proper Christmas without a tree. Ernie moaned one day when he met the local priest outside the post office. Sadly, Father Gallagher wasn't able to help and had to say so, leaving Ernie and Mags to a treeless Christmas. Until, that is, Father Gallagher got a phone call from one of the secretaries at the seminary. The students had gone home for holidays and there was a Christmas tree in the foyer, which would have to be thrown out, unless someone could take it for a needy family to brighten up their Christmas. Father Gallagher jumped at the offer. And he knew exactly which family was going to benefit from this kind of gift. But the trouble was transportation. The community centre minibuses were all booked out and try as he would, he just couldn't access other transport. Time was against him. The seminary was about to close. Ernie, Max and the kids weren't going to get their tree after all. Unless I collected in my car, the resourceful priest pronounced to himself. So what if it sticks out the window a bit? It isn't a long drive and I'm sure the local police will turn a blind eye if I'm stopped. And I've got my dog collar on. So that's why Father Michael Gallagher was pondering tree intercar logistics in the quadrangle of the seminary later that day. And the logistics weren't great. For a start, the tree was much bigger than he had been led to believe. There was nothing else for it. The tree would have to be tied to the roof rack. So that's why the college secretary and a red-faced priest were lugging a monstrosity of a christmas tree onto the roof rack of a mini traveler when one of father gallagher's former theological teachers happened along that tree on the roof rack he politely inquired needy family father gallagher replied and anyway the secretary chimed in we had the tree sprayed with that stuff that means the needles don't fall off on your carpet holds them on like super glue my mum says now This was either a good sales pitch or was offered with forcefulness in case the local priest changed his mind and decided not to take the tree after all. In any case, the theologian simply offered a quizzical hmm, which seemed to be the only suitable response at the time. So a theologian goes about his business. A secretary feels good that a Christmas tree is going off to a needy family. And a priest with a large tree now firmly attached to the roof rack of his mini traveler heads off to brighten the Christmas of Ernie, Mags and the kids now. This was when a trusting Father Gallagher began to doubt the sales pitch of a seminary secretary's mum read the effectiveness of the stuff you spray on to make sure the pine needles don't fall on your carpet. Or maybe that it's the effectiveness is okay if the pine needles are not subjected to the winds they experience on top of a car in an ever-increasing winter gale. Either way he began to realise that even if the pine needles were individually stapled to their branches there was no way these needles were going to stay in place on the journey home. The car behind him at the traffic lights turning a delicate shade of green gave the game away and it was the bus following him with his wipers on when it wasn't raining that made him realise he might have a problem. And when he pulled up 10 minutes later in front of Shea, Ernie and Mags, there was not one solitary needle left on the tree. There were deflated balloons, some old tinsel and one surviving bauble, but no green pine needles. The tree was absolutely bare. But when Ernie and Mags came running out of their stair, they were as excited as little kids on Christmas morning. Father, oh Mags cried, you bought a tree? God and the kids will be right, chuffed. This will be the best Christmas ever. Pretty soon, Ernie was installing the brown arboreal skeleton in the corner of the front room. It's amazing what you can do with some coloured crepe paper, more balloons and tinsel though. And soon enough, the tree was, well, better. Not great, but better. And Ernie, Mags and three fascinated kids had their Christmas tree after all. Early in the new year, Father Gallagher bumped into the erstwhile theological teacher who had been so skeptical on the day of the trees collection from the seminary. How did you get on with that tree you were taking to the parish before Christmas? He inquired with a wry grin. Hmm, Father Gallagher replied, which he reckoned was the only suitable response at the time. Here's a short poem. The Best Christmas. It's the best Christmas ever when someone gets a gift beyond their wild imaginings and dreams. It's the best Christmas ever when expectations shift and spirit songs have hope among their themes. It's the best Christmas ever, the gift above all else is offered now from love's own treasure store. It's the best Christmas ever as grace comes down for all to fill our homes, to bless our lives once more. I wanted to read you that story this year as it is about expectations shifting and changing. This year, we are not able to celebrate Christmas in the usual way, but just think how well we've all done adapting this year. Many of us have learnt to use things like Zoom Some have figured out how to watch YouTube videos on their TV. Maybe you're watching this on yours. All of us have got used to leaving the house with our keys, wallet, phone and mask. If I've learned anything this year, it's that human beings are tremendously resilient and flexible. None of us enjoy change, but this year we've rolled with it. We've adapted and we've made it to Christmas. Just as the bare tree In that story, this Christmas is stripped back. But that doesn't mean it can't be special. In fact, the first Christmas was the most stripped back affair you could imagine. So let's, like the family in the story, be grateful for what we have. Make the best of a difficult situation. And remember that the message of Christmas is that God decided, yes, God chose to come to this earth in the form of a vulnerable baby. Not one born as right by right in a king's palace, but one born in a place where the only room to lay him was in a feeding trough. This is the wonder of Christmas, that God chooses to join us in all the world's mess, darkness and heartache. God is with the burned out teacher who has to, had to isolate three times, God is with the exhausted nurses whose ears are sore from wearing PPE. God is with the delivery drivers who struggle to keep up with demand. God is with the person in the care home who has only been able to wave at relatives through a window. God is with those who have lost loved ones this year who weren't able to have a full funeral. God chose at Christmas to come down to our level. God is love. God loves you so much that he said, I'll come and be with you. I'll sit with you and I'll never leave you. May you know God's presence in a powerful way this Christmas. Amen. Let us pray to Jesus, our Saviour. Christ, born in a stable, give courage to all who are homeless. Christ, for whom the angels sang, give the song of the kingdom to all who weep. Christ, worshipped by the shepherds, give peace on earth to all who are oppressed. Christ, before whom the wise men knelt, give humility and wisdom to all who govern. Christ, whose radiance filled a lowly manger, Give the glory of your resurrection to all who rest in you. Jesus, Saviour, Child of Mary, you know us and love us. You share our lives and hear our prayer. Glory to you forever. Amen. blessing you might like to bow your head may the joy of the angels the eagerness of the shepherds the perseverance of the wise men the obedience of joseph and mary and the peace of the christ child be yours this christmas and the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy spirit be among you and remain with you this day and always amen Thank you for watching our service this evening. We hope you've enjoyed it. You can always watch it as many times as you like on YouTube and play it to your friends and share it with your friends.
5: Thank you for coming and see you soon.